So we are talking through over the next five or six weeks, I forget which, uh, the common wisdom that we sometimes hear vaguely attributed to the Bible. Those, maybe they're inspirational quotes that come through our Facebook feed or the email that someone forwards to us that sounds vaguely biblical, but we can't quite place it. And our question is, did Jesus really say that? What did Jesus really say? And we're going to start today with one of my absolute favorites because it comes up over and over and over again, and I guarantee that you've heard it. God helps those who help themselves. You've heard it, right? Right? Yeah, it comes from the book of Hesitations. <laughs> God helps those who help themselves. The source of that saying is actually ancient Greece. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from anywhere in the Bible. The closest thing we come to in the Bible is in Luke 4. In Luke 4, Jesus goes back to his hometown of Nazareth. And he quotes this old saying a little bit. He says, doubtless you will say unto me, physician, heal thyself. God helps those who help themselves. And the thing is, how many, does anybody know, how many miracles did Jesus perform on that trip back to Nazareth? Does anybody know? Zero. Jesus actually said that. One time he said that, he didn't do it. He said it to say, that's a bunch of hogwash. That's not what I'm here for. That's the only time he quotes anything remotely like that. In fact, what we get is closer to what we hear in the Proverbs that we all read together. Uh, we were reading from Proverbs 28. Those who trust in their own reasoning, did you hear what it says they are? Fools. It doesn't say God helps those who help themselves. It says if you rely on your own strength and wisdom, you're a fool. That's what the Bible actually says. And Jesus tells this wonderful story about two people, the Pharisee and the tax collector. Now, Pharisees get a bad rap as we tend to talk about them because they're often painted as the villains in the story of the Gospels. But really, the Pharisees are the good guys. The Pharisees are the ones who are in church every Sunday, even when the weather's cruddy out and it's rainy and cold and they'd rather stay at home under the covers. The Pharisees are the ones who knew Scripture, chapter, and verse. The Pharisees were the ones who gave to support the work in their local synagogue and the temple. The Pharisees are the ones who served on church council and as ushers and communion assistants. That's who the Pharisees are. And so Jesus tells a story about a Pharisee and a tax collector. Now, tax collectors, you have to understand, are thought of much like tax collectors are today. Don't you love to get a call from the IRS? But more so. Because tax collectors were local people, Israelites, Palestinians, who were cooperating with the Roman government who ruled over them. 
they were traitors. So there are these traitors who generally aren't welcome in the temple and synagogues because they're unclean, because they work with the Romans, because they handle Roman money, because the way you make money as a tax collector also is like this. So say each one of you owes $5 to the U.S. government, all right? How much then do you pay to the U.S. government? $5. However, in the ancient world, the tax collector made his money by saying, if you owe $5, I'm going to tell you you owe 10 and I'm going to pocket 5 and send the other 5 on. So not only did they cooperate with those who were ruling over them, they stole from their neighbors. People did not like tax collectors. And so in any story in which there's a Pharisee and a tax collector, you have to assume that the Pharisee is going to be the good guy. You have to assume that everybody who was listening to Jesus' story would have sided with the Pharisee and wanted the story to turn out well for him. And the Pharisee says this wonderful prayer that amounts to, Dear God, I am basically a good person. Dear God, I do what I'm supposed to do. You won't find me in the police blotter. You won't find me in the bar late on a Saturday night. You won't find me hanging out with people that I shouldn't be hanging out with, doing the things that I ought not be doing. Dear God, I am basically a good God-fearing person. Aren't you proud of me? And the tax collector says, I'm nothing. I have nothing. I can do nothing. Dear God, won't you help me? So it's like this. So I mentioned to the children, my dishwasher broke. And that's a hassle because we all know that I'm not going to wash all the dishes by hand. So my dishwasher broke, so I, I thought, well, you know what? I'm a pretty smart guy. I can figure this out. So I ordered the parts from Amazon. I pulled my dishwasher apart. I put the new parts in. I put it back together. I turned the dishwasher on. And for some reason, my house began to smell like burning plastic. I don't know what it was supposed to do, the thing that I did, but I know that it's not supposed to do that. And there was still in the dishwasher after the cycle water sitting in the bottom, which was the whole problem I was trying to fix in the first place. You see, I thought that I knew enough to do it by myself. So I didn't ask for help. And that's our problem. We think we can do just enough that we don't see any reason to ask for help. That's the difference between the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee says, I'm basically a good person. God, I got this. I know what to do today. And the tax collector says, no, I'm not. And no, I don't know what to do today. It's not until we realize that we can't do it on our own that we begin to ask for help. And the whole heart of the Christian faith is that none of us, none of us can do it by ourselves. 
We just baptized Alexan. Did you notice how much Alexan did to participate in her baptism? How she reached over and poured the water over her own head? Did you see that? The reason that we baptize infants alongside adults when adults come to us and they aren't baptized, because no, they can't do anything, because God does it all. That's the point. God does it all. Ephesians 2.8 reads like this. You are saved by grace through your faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift from God so that none of you can boast. Everything that we have, which is good and holy and righteous, is a gift from God. Everything that we are able to do, which is good and holy and righteous in our lives, is a gift from God. And when we go out and we try and do it on our own, it's kind of like me fixing the dishwasher by myself. We'd have been better off just asking for help first. That's why Jesus lifts up the tax collector. That's why Jesus over and over again spends time with these people that are on the outside of his society, with sex workers and tax collectors and sinners and soldiers, because they know that they need help. Because they know that they don't measure up. The good church people say, I'm basically a good person. You want to know how many times I went to church last year? And how much I gave? That's what the Pharisee says, too. Right? I'm basically a good person. And then we do this thing where we see someone asking for help and we say, well, you know, look what I did all by myself. And God helps those who help themselves. So I'll help you, but only if you help yourself first. I'll help you, but only if you're, you know, you're like me, basically a good person. I'll help you, but only if you show me how you're trying to improve first. God helps those who help themselves. Well, Jesus says, everything you have before you deserved it, because you don't deserve it, everything you have before you reached out for it, before you even knew what, it was, what you needed. Everything you have is a gift of God's grace. And that is how we're called to treat one another as well. It's not easy. It's not neat and tidy. We might get taken advantage of. but it's how God loves us first. It's not that God helps those who help themselves. It's that God's help is most often received by those who already know that they can't help themselves, that they need God most. God loves and gives to those who can't help themselves who stand before God like an infant standing before the altar.
Jesus goes on to say finally, let the children come to me because it's to such as these, people who are like this, helpless, vulnerable, unable to do for themselves. It's to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. Let's be that. 